acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor. Gene was wooden. But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Scott Benjamin. Ah, and I'm Ben Bowling. Ben, what's wrong? I, you know, I got to tell you, we do pretty good work here, uh, but that last episode we recorded was just a little rough for me. Yeah, a little bit rough. I mean, yeah. a lot of info, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was an interesting topic, but mm-hmm. uh, man, there's just so much crammed into one small podcast, and as always, we always feel like there's more that we should be saying about the topic. Yeah, absolutely, which I guess some listeners have said, you know, that's a good problem to have, and it makes me want to look into the topic more myself, which, which I think is really nice, but it made me think about... Um, what you do if you have a podcast that you you weren't especially proud of. Is there like a podcast graveyard? And then I started looking at graveyards, and that's how we found today's topic. Wow, what a uh, amazing turn of events, Ben! That you would uh, you would <laughs> twist that podcast into a search for graveyards. Man, I can't believe you do that. I didn't know. Well, I thought maybe there would be a show called like Podcast Graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> there probably is somewhere. There probably is. Probably, yeah. But uh, yeah. So I guess we're going to talk about gra- a type of graveyard today. Yes, sir. Uh, but one that would uh, appeal to motorsports fans. Yeah. Now, previously we covered uh, some very interesting roadside attractions, like all the the what are they Corvettes, right? That are stuck in the ground. Oh, I think you're thinking of that. There may be Corvettes, but there's also uh, Cadillacs. The Cadillacs. Yep. 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 And we've covered a couple of other places where cars are gently retired. Yeah. Right. Uh, and we've talked about how to get a good deal at a junkyard. And we've talked about. Car collections. Yes. And uh, this is definitely a car collection of some of sorts. That's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. But this is unique, ladies and gentlemen. This is a real-life race car graveyard. Yeah, strange, isn't it? And mm-hmm. I didn't know about this until you brought this up. You 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 know brought this to my attention that Dale Earnhardt Jr. owns what he calls a uh, an auto graveyard or a race car graveyard mm-hmm. on his property, which he calls uh, what he calls what Dirty Mo Acres. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Near, near Mooresville, North Carolina. Yeah. And he has been uh, collecting race cars, uh, many that have crashed, 
on this property. So let's just describe briefly what this uh, what this property is all about. You know, this uh, I guess Dirty Mo Acres is bigger than just this auto graveyard. Um, right. First, they have kind of a there's a Wild West town, like a saloon and everything. Right? Whiskey River yeah, is whiskey a private River. Western town. Yeah, it's a pretty cool place, and he's also got um, a great big racing shop. I think that he uh, that he owns and operates, which is called uh, JR Motorsports. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Is it JR Junior? We talked about this off air. This is a question that. I'd like to hear from the listeners on because you're right. Briefly off air, we asked ourselves, you know, is it Junior Motorsports or is it JR? The way it's spelled, you sold me on this one because in my head I was just pronouncing Junior, but since it's spelled with capital J, capital R, I say we go with JR. You know what's funny? I've tried, I've searched and searched and searched and I can't find anybody that says it. And if somebody would say it, then I would just go with that, you know, whatever it was, but I can't find anybody that says what that is. And it's odd. It's mm-hmm. in print everywhere. Mm-hmm. They just don't say the name of their own company anywhere, which is <laughs> odd. So anyways, we're going to go with JR Motorsports. How all about right, that? Yeah. And, um, all right. So let's just describe what this part of Dirty Mo Acres that we want to talk about today is all about. Okay. So it's a, it's a final resting place, as they say it, for, for wreck cars and in kind of an outdoor museum of sorts for some of the most memorable wrecks in auto racing history. Right. And he estimates that there are around 80 cars in the graveyard now, but he isn't really sure, which is interesting. That's a huge collection. 80 cars, 80 wrecked race cars. Now, have you ever been to a racetrack, Ben? Yes. Okay, so you've been, I know you had, I was just asking. Yeah. But you, so, you know when somebody smashes up a car and like maybe the, a fender comes off or something like that? People go crazy to see if they can get that fender from that race car. Maybe have it signed by some of the drivers, sure. you know, at the track yeah. that evening or, you know, any little bit of memorabilia that you can take from something like that, right? Right. These are entire vehicles. These are entire NASCARs, uh, Indy cars. I, I think there's other types of cars. There's maybe some late model vehicles that are in there as well. He's got 80 wrecked race cars from some of NASCAR's biggest names that are living on his property. Right. These are famous cars and the big question is, you know, why are you doing this, right? Yeah. That people have politely asked him. And he says that his idea for building this place, this final resting place, was to memorialize the hard work and the money that went into the cars his team built. So I've got a quotation from him here. Uh, he says, when we would build a car, you'd put so much into that one vehicle. Then you would destroy it or it was beyond repair. I just couldn't bring myself to throw it away because we had spent so much money on it. So I started throwing them in the woods out behind the house. And we... uh We've probably got 25 to 30 cars out there just from JR Motorsports alone. So he started this whole thing with his own vehicles, right? And then it became kind of, uh, kind of well known that he's doing this. And someone said, Hey, you mind if I contribute to the, uh, the pile of wrecked race cars? Because, you know, I kind of like mine to live on in, in history as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you can call it that, I suppose. Uh, but I'd like it to be part of the collection. Maybe is a better way to say it. And, uh, and he said, sure, bring it on over. I've got plenty of room. He's got all his property, you know, there in Mooresville, North Carolina. And uh, they just start dumping these used race cars or these banged up race cars. They'll never race again. There's nothing. Right, they're too torn up. There's nothing valuable on them, really. And I mean, collectors, sure, they may want a piece of it, like I mentioned. But um, just for example, you remember the the car that Juan Pablo Montoya ran into that jet dryer? Yeah. With uh, it yeah. caused that huge fireball. You remember uh-huh. that vehicle? Yes. Um In the uh, I think it was the Daytona 500. Yeah, 2012. Yeah, that car is there. And uh, let's see what else. There's a uh, Jimmy Johnson infamous C post car. Uh, that NASCAR deemed illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's there. Um, I think there's just a, a lot of cars from a lot of different people. One of his neighbors, I believe, is um, uh, was it Brad Keselowski? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Brad Keselowski is his next door neighbor, and he brings vehicle over vehicles over regularly to add to the collection. Hello. 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hermosi, Layla Hermosi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old <laughs> Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Right. His uh, property manager, Sonny Lunsford, apparently will take these and stick them in weird places like half buried in a creek and things like that. Yeah, that's right. Now, can I mention something about uh, Brad Keselowski? Yeah. And I, I haven't really looked up this info, like how old he is or anything like that. He's a pretty young guy. Okay. All right, this goes back. This is a, a big sidebar, Ben. All right. When I lived in Michigan, I worked for a landscaping company for a short amount of time, maybe four or five years, I guess, out of high school um, in Auburn Hills, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And it was right in downtown Auburn Hills. And not a very big place, a very small, small town, really. Hmm. And um, the place that I worked at, I was kind of working on that Festiva, as I mentioned, you know, that, that car that I've mentioned a few times now on this podcast, and another car that I had that was just kind of a driveway project at my dad's house, right? Kind right, of, okay. The car I was goofing around with. And I had the idea that I was going to throw a couple of racing decals on the car, right? You know, because that's what you did at the time, right? This is I know you're laughing. It was the early 1990s. This is way, way back, right? I was pretty young. Yeah. I thought it looked kind of cool, and, you know, now I know. I know better now. But um, so I thought, well, it'd be kind of cool to have a few of those on the bottom edge of the vehicle, right? Yeah. And uh, so I, I was asking around town, you know, like people that I saw there, you know, do you know where I can go to get these? Because they weren't readily available. 
And the owner of this landscaping company, Charlie Drake, by the way, I think I can mention that, I guess. Um, he mentioned that uh, the Keselowski's had a, uh, a place just down the road uh, that they ran a race shop out of. It was called K Automotive. And K Automotive was just a uh, like a red brick place on an acre of property that was all dirt all around. It was usually mud. Yeah. And so I trudged in there, you know, and it was uh, it was probably muddy as it was always a lot of times. And uh, and I opened the door and there's Bob Keselowski. And if Brad was there, he was very, very young. Um, Whoa, you know then, him, huh? I kind of do, not really. Okay. I mean, I, I know him. He he wouldn't know me from anybody you know, at this point. <laughs> wouldn't you know, know you from Adam. If I was in a crowd of one, he wouldn't know me. <laughs> uh, so anyways, I, I remember clearly walking in there, you know, to his shop. And it, again, it was just kind of a, a dirty old shop at the time. You know, now they're this big NASCAR family. And I'm sure they have a, an amazing facility where they build, you know, these these NASCARs. Uh, but at the time, he was racing in, I think, the uh, the Dodge series, the the truck series. Bob Keselowski was. Uh-huh. And um, so anyways, I, I got to sort of know them, not really. Um, I went in there a few times kind of, you know, digging around for for extra stuff for my uh, street race car, you know, that I had. That, that wasn't really a race car, but, you know, kind of extra stuff that they had laying around. That's crazy. Yeah, it was pretty neat. I mean, because it was like, you know, before they were big, really. Oh, okay. You're yeah. one of those guys. Well, it's kind of one of those things. And I don't mean, and, and honestly, Ben, they don't yeah. know me from anybody really. So I'm not trying to claim like, you know, Mr. Big Stuff or anything like that. But, uh, but it was interesting that, you know, I, I knew them in the past, I think. Yeah. And, uh, that they're contributing to this race car graveyard. Um, but I get the feeling when I'm reading about this and it started out as a, um, you know, dare I say a sentimental thing. For, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah, sure. Right? Uh, but it's important for us to say that they are not in any way preserving these cars, you guys. They're in the woods and vines are growing on them. Exposed animals are the, living. Yeah, they're exposed to the elements. I mean, the, uh, Sonny Lunsford, as you mentioned, is the property man, manager. He's, uh, he's got them hanging in trees and things, as you said, uh, buried in creek beds and just, uh, you know, comical places, I guess, for some of them. So, you know, he says that, um, or Dale himself says that he sometimes, you know, takes a golf cart through there. He sees something new every time he goes through there. I think he right. said his mom goes for walks back there sometimes because it's, uh, it's kind of a quiet place. It's, uh, you know, just a walk in the woods, really. There just happened to be about 80 wrecked race cars laying around. Right. How uh, weird, how weird is that? Most expensive cars most people will ever see in real life. Exactly right. Yeah. These are half a million dollar, you know, race cars <laughs> that are, or more even yeah. that are just, uh, just left to rot back there. But really they're no good to anybody. They're, they're never going to race again. So. You know, this seems like a, a good use for them. And um, should we hit them with the uh, the bad news at this point, Ben? Yeah, I think I, it's time. <laughs> the bad news is you can't really tour this facility. Now, Dale will sometimes tweet some photos of, you know, recent additions to the, uh, you know, to the property. Mm. You know, so here's a, a new vehicle that we just got in from this weekend. You may recognize it from this race and this wreck. Uh, but other than that, you're not going to be able to go and see these. He won't allow... Uh, you know, tours or he can't allow tours because it's private property. Yeah, there's probably like a liability thing, oh, too, or something. Huge liability to this whole thing. And I think that, you know, the conditions that a lot of these cars are given to him is that, you know, there won't be any press around them. You know, there's not going to be photos of the cars, you know, 10 years from now that show up in newspapers. Um, maybe some of the ones that he tweets out, you know, the ones that, you know, the people are okay with that. You know, they don't care if anybody sees them. Uh, but again, they know that there's not going to be a tour that's going there. No one's going to get injured on the vehicle. There's going to be no liability on their part. It's just, I'm just giving you this and you can do with it what you want. Hello, 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hermosi, Layla Hermosi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Right. Yeah, there are privacy concerns, because I think there have been, as you said, a couple of people who specifically said, I don't want a photo of this or don't take a photo of that. Yeah, it's funny. I read something about that. You know, I think it, I think it was Chip Ganassi that, that said that he didn't want a photo of one of his cars uh, shown, but uh, we did see a photo of that car. <laughs> so I don't know how that all works out, but maybe, maybe he... Uh, he uh, loosened the grip on that one a little bit. Yeah, I don't or know. somebody leaked a photo. Maybe. You want to talk just for a second about um, about JR Motorsports? Yeah, we haven't really touched on them. I guess we haven't, yeah. And, you know, maybe the first thing that I want to mention is that, you know, he runs, uh, Dale Dale Jr. does a lot of good for the community. He runs a, uh, a charity that, uh, that I think we should talk about just for a second, if that's all right. Yeah. He runs, and I'm going to read this just briefly from the FAQ section of his site, but it says the Dale Jr. Foundation is a charity dedicated to giving underprivileged individuals with a focus on youth the resources to improve confidence, education, and the opportunity to achieve extraordinary goals. Now, I've seen, you know, some of the people that uh, that he brings in to uh, give tours and, you know, takes them to the track, and he does all kinds of really cool things for kids that, you know, are in need of uh, of 
um, organ donation or, you know, whatever wow, the, the case may great. be, things like that. And, um, you know, he's really, really a, a good guy for the community. And he owns this big facility called JR Motorsports. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge, huge place. And the good news is you can tour this facility if you're anywhere near Mooresville, North Carolina. And I think you have to give them something like 24 to 40 hours notice uh, before. And you kind of have to request, you know, what kind of group is coming through, how many people. And, uh, you know, we'll see if they can slot you into somewhere if they're not too busy, you know, with a race weekend coming up or something like that. So, uh-huh. you know, check into a tour of JR Motorsports if you want, but, um, it's a fascinating place. They've got a bunch of drivers and I'm going to just run through the drivers quickly. And then that's about all I have really. Um, oh, let's hear it. I mostly wanted to talk about that, uh, that auto graveyard just because <laughs> I think people don't realize that it's there. And uh-huh. once they know, maybe they can investigate it and find out a, l- a little more than we found out even today. Mm-hmm. All right. So the drivers for the, for the teams, he's a couple different series. Uh, he's got some nationwide series drivers who inc- include uh, Reagan Smith, Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick, and Casey Kane. And then, of course, you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr., who races in the Sprint Cup Series. Mm-hmm. He's part of this whole thing. And then he's got a late model series uh, set of drivers whose name are uh, Josh Berry and William Byron. And then this is maybe the most interesting one of all, then. And I, I'll tell you why. It's a young girl. Her, she's only 14 years old. And her name is Carson Elledge. And Carson Elledge races in the Mini Outlaw series, which, by the way, I've watched some of the Mini Outlaw races, and they're pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, 14 years old, and she's already racing. But this is Dale Earnhardt's granddaughter um, on the mother's side. Okay. And now on her father's side is Terry Elledge. And Terry Elledge, if if you're a you know racing fan, Mm. you might know that Terry Elledge built a lot of Dale Seniors winning engines for his cars back in the day when he was still you know racing in uh, what we call Sprint Cup now, which is probably. Winston Cup back then. Yeah. So there's this close family connection, this close family ties with the Elledge family, the Earnhardt family, and of course this is, uh, you know, Dale's granddaughter who's racing in the series, and now Dale Jr. is sponsoring her as a, as a driver in the Mini Outlaw series. It's all in the family. Isn't that cool? That is cool. And that's strange how they connect that way. It's a, well, it's a very family focused business. I mean, you know, some of the executives are, uh, you know, Earnhardt's as well. Dale Jr. is the co-owner and president. Kelly Earnhardt Miller is uh, the co-owner and vice president and business manager. And then, of course, they have Rick Hendrick, who is a co-owner, who joined in 2007. And, of course, Joe Matz, who is uh, the vice president of marketing and licensing. And I believe he has been with him for a long, long time. You know, it's wow. part of the marketing group. So at this point, what we're leaving you with is a little bit of homework. If you're up for the task, we would like to hear about the car graveyards in your area ah yes and you know what this is all what this is really leading up to because we want to hear from our listeners you know what what of interest is in your area because i recall hearing somebody saying that you know they knew of a an edsel graveyard yeah you know, where the guy wouldn't sell pieces of the edsels he would only sell the whole thing the whole thing you had to buy an entire edsel or that was it which was yeah it was a big deal because there are some parts on edsels that are more rare exactly right, right. yeah and so you know he doesn't want them cherry picked i guess because they'll mm-hmm. be just you know worthless pieces of junk laying out there which a lot of people would think they are anyways right uh-huh all right <laughs> so there's other uh, there's <laughs> other examples of these i mean they're worldwide too so you know yeah. it doesn't have to be just here in the united states it doesn't have to be uh you know just race car graveyards because that's very unusual mm-hmm. but if you know of somewhere that is you know a, a kind of private collection where somebody has gathered a certain type of vehicle or maybe a certain era of vehicle uh we're fascinated by that so so let us know and just to let you know uh, that we actually do read listener mail. Let's do some on air. Sounds good. All right. Billy B writes to us and says, Scott and Ben, love your stuff. Usually go to sleep with one of your podcasts on. Hey, wait a minute. 
Don't worry, he says. I've already listened to several at that time. Uh, How about some stuff on the vehicles of Burning Man, if you've not already covered it, which I think we have, um, or perhaps the Bolus Company designs, which were the predecessor of the Airstream Company. A number of folks will build vintage cars to pull vintage trailers, something I saw in Just a Car Guide today and my 1962 26-foot Airstream, which I copped into a 16-foot. Now, you remember this guy, right? I have seen the photos. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. And he also has some vehicles that become yard art. And he says, witness my tomato bed. So, I, you know, maybe we can post these on the site or something because this uh, chop down that he did on this Airstream looks great. It really does. I mean, it was a 26-foot trailer that he reduced to, what, 16 feet? Yeah. Took out the middle 10 feet because it was kind of ratted out, right? So mm-hmm. uh, so he reduced it, and it uh, looks fantastic. Great job on that. And then the uh, the tomato bed, <laughs> that's an old pickup truck, which is right. really because the bed of the pickup truck is the tomato bed. And it's amazing. I, what, does it say what uh, what type of uh, um he did Truck not. that is? Yeah. He did not. I wish I knew what kind that was. Uh, Billy, right back in and tell us what kind that is. Uh, yes, please do. And let's go with uh, just a couple other quick emails here. Uh, we've got uh, Zelig R, or Zelig R, uh, writes to us and says, Hi, Scott and Ben. I love your show. I thought perhaps an episode on Crocker motorcycles, which are currently being resurrected, might be interesting. Fantastic idea. I like that a lot. All right. And we've got... Uh, Kaylin H. wrote to us and said, oh, and this is about our pickup truck roundup. Um, we where got a lot of response about that. We did. We did. Especially the aerodynamic stuff. Yes, we did. Um, so Kaylin writes to us and says, hi, Scott and Ben. I was listening to the pickup truck roundup show yesterday and heard you talk about seeing an old international harvester pickup out in a field. I thought I'd share some pictures of the international harvester pickup I've been fixing up. It's a 1967 1100B 4x4. I bought it for 150 bucks, drove it home. I've been working on it for about two years now. I've replaced the interior, repainted it, changed out the wheels and tires. I'm currently fixing some fuel tank line problems, and I hope to have it back on the road, get this guy, in a week or two. Not bad. And I saw the photos. That is a beautiful truck. It's yeah. Uh, done a really fantastic job with that thing. Yeah, you can see the progression for sure. Exactly right, yeah. And the one that I saw, just to kind of clear this up, I think the one that I saw was like a 74, 1975. I looked at the body styles yeah. and determined it was very late in the production of International Harvester. So the one that uh, the Kalen has there, a uh, much older vehicle, and uh, it looks fantastic. Yeah, really kind fantastic of the golden job. age. Yeah, really good with, uh, with the restoration. Yeah, so we are always big fans of people restoring cars because we know how much of a rabbit hole it can be. Oh, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time and dedication. Yeah, more than you would ever guess when you first uh, first take on that project. So when Kalen was driving that vehicle home for $150, <laughs> uh, oh, man, that was just the beginning, right? I mean, there's yeah. so much. I mean, you don't have any idea what's going to happen once you, uh, once you start digging into some of that stuff. Yeah, once you get under the hood, right? So we're going to head out today, but if you would like to listen to more car stuff before we return with some new episodes, why not check out our website, carstuffshow.com that's where we have literally every single podcast we've ever done yeah and I think it goes back something like uh, six years at this point right wow six years huh six years yeah it's been a wild ride Scott a long long time (laughs) but uh, it's been fun yeah yeah, and hopefully it continues to be fun for you out there in podcast land as well as for us here in the studio. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter where we are Car Stuff HSW. Please uh, follow us for some news that doesn't always make it on the air. And you can always write to us directly just like uh, Kaylin and Billy and our other listeners. Uh, our email address is carstuff at howstuffworks.com. 
For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.